What's up, everybody? Let's spin a little yarn. Hey, so uh, I just got done with... Um, it's like a safety stand down type of brief about uh, like summer safety, right? It's the time of year. Uh, I'm sure it's happening everywhere. And, uh, you know, we went through all the normal stuff. Uh, we had like a couple of guest speakers and we got to a point at which they started talking about issues that were happening in the barracks. And uh, the, the big takeaway I took from it, I, I mean, obviously they talked specifically about the issues, which not, not really material to what I want to talk about, but they were discussing what should be done about it. Uh, the, the CMC that was talking about it was, was soliciting input and wanted to know like, Hey, you're, you're a junior sailor that's in the position in the barracks to, to intervene in some way. And part of the feedback that they had gotten previously was people were afraid to speak up. And then, you know, they're obviously probably in a larger population, I guess. There are people who either don't know what to do or don't think that the things they should be doing are the right things to do. And that can take a couple of different shapes, right? So, I mean, they could think that some of the things going on are, in fact, not wrong, right? Because they haven't been taught the right way. Everybody's got a different frame of reference, which we've talked about a bunch. Uh, so they might just, like, what's acceptable to you might not be acceptable to someone else, might not be acceptable to me, whatever, right? So everybody's got a different frame of reference coming in the Navy. And these junior guys living in the barracks are are young in their career. They haven't been all the way indoctrinated into the culture that is the Navy and what's acceptable and what's not. It, it becomes a universal thing the longer you stay in this business where everybody understands and assimilates and and accepts like what is expected of us and what you know our ethos is and what we talk about in the Sailor's Creed and all those things. They become fully assimilated the longer you the longer you stay in. But at this stage in their career, some of this stuff. Um, they're more accepting of what they grew up with at this point than they are with what the Navy expects of them. As we grow up in the Navy, eventually that becomes our frame of reference, right? Uh, so some of these kids probably don't think a lot of the things that the Navy thinks are an issue, they don't think is an issue, right? That's that's one part of it. Another part is like the speaking up piece, right? Like uh, there's always a fear of bringing up something that's wrong for a lot of different reasons, right? Snitches get stitches and, you know, you're you're ratting somebody out, crap like that. Um, a lot of times this stuff, at the beginnings of it at least, seems like just innocent, right? It's like the stuff that people do when they're, you know, young and partying and, and you know, just acting crazy and doing what they do when they're younger, right? Like, I, I had some misadventures in my youth, too. Um, but I think we don't spend enough time teaching the right way, right? So these kids are expressing that they're afraid for whatever reason, and it can be intimidating. You're, I mean, you're going to become unpopular if you're constantly ratting on people, right? I got it. And, and depending on the severity of the situation, like, it's not ratting. It's integrity. It's character. We've talked about that before, right? But the the stuff that 
is happening right now could be remedied by these people coming forward and speaking up, right? We made a priority to spend two hours in this venue talking about summer safety, which is important. Got it. Part of that brief was an MWR rep explaining like all the things there are to do and basically all the constructive ways you can spend your time. Awesome. That's great that th- those those things are available to us and that they're being advertised because a lot of people probably don't know they exist. I walked into an MWR shop to rent snowshoes when I went snowshoeing, had no idea that was a thing, and then looked at this giant list of stuff that I could rent and was floored. I'm about to rent a power washer to power wash my decks and uh, the fence in the backyard. Everything in, in this area of the country gets covered in green stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rent a power washer from MWR and hose it all off. I didn't know those things were available, and it's great that they're doing that. It's great that they they had a a sheriff come in and talk about DUIs and traffic safety and all these other things, and you got to ask questions, and it was interactive, and it was awesome. And we made it a priority, and we spent two hours of our lives in this venue talking about these things. And then at the end, we kind of like... Like we ad- we're addressing this issue, we're bringing it up. Hey, this is a problem, and I feel like a lot of times what we end up doing is saying we're all grown adults. Act right. Can't you just act right? Just act right. You're all grown adults. First of all, I don't I don't think that's true. I think more and more the generations that are coming in the military are less and less prepared for this lifestyle. They're not adults. They're they're being finished by us. As they come in, as, as the leadership at the division chief level, they're being finished by us and by the LPOs and by the work center supervisors. They're being taught to be grownups by us. So these kids are put in this situation that's that's not normal, right? Like putting people in a barracks where they're room inspections and all these other things that they do in the barracks and uh, and then all of a sudden they have all this freedom as well and they have disposable income and all this stuff. They're put in these situations and, and I don't think in these situations, not only are they learning to integrate into this new social ecosystem and they're learning how to how to interact with these people that don't have the same frame of reference, think different things are acceptable, there's peer pressure, there's all that crap, right? It all figures in. And then we are spending little to no time on the like the le- essentially leadership training and leadership education that would prepare them for the things that are going to happen, equip them with the understanding and the tools to deal with these different situations and to do something and to when they see something say something like when they see something they don't know what to do and they're scared and they don't want to rat out their friends so they don't they don't take any action and then bad things happen and we know that that we know that we know that that's happening we know that they're scared we know that they don't feel like they know what to do we know from what i just went through that they don't know what mechanisms are available to them to kind of take the onus off them uh, that pressure of of being the bad guy to their group of friends that there are people they can call so that it's just like an anonymous thing or that it's like a even if it's not anonymous in that interaction they can go to these people and say the and, and say hey this is what's going on and this is what's happening and i'm not comfortable bringing it to their attention but i wanted to bring to someone's attention that this thing is going on that those mechanisms exist 
Like there's resident advisors in the barracks and no one had any idea. No one had any clue. And I feel like if we want, we and we always say at these briefs, and it's true, and it's a good thing that we're saying it, but we always say that everybody's a leader. Everybody's a leader. From the lowest levels all the way up to the top. That's Seaman Timmy, that's been on board for six months, that is treading towards a warfare qualification, is a leader to that other Seaman Timmy that just checked on board. Hasn't been there at all. Guess who's showing him around? The Seaman Timmy that's been on board for six months. They're looking up to him because they want to know their way around the submarine. And they want to be progressing their qualifications. They want to be qualified a watch station at sea. They want to be doing all these things. So they start following that guy around. Everybody's a leader. But we invest little to no time in leadership development, training, and education. And I just feel like we consistently look at things as problems that are not problems. They're symptoms of a problem. You're only addressing one piece of it, and it's not going to go away until you address the actual problem. Until we attack what is actually ailing us this these things will not stop and, and will they ever completely stop i i hope so but probably not but how do we know until we commit the kind of resources that we do to summer safety to leadership development and education cuz i really really believe that the answer to all these problems is leadership what if we devoted the kind of resources we do to respirator training and a GMT topic on information awareness and sexual assault, all these things that we make priorities and we can't seem to figure out that leadership development will address all these issues in some way, not that those other trainings aren't important or those other things don't need to happen. But if you don't think a component of sexual assault intervention and, and making that less of an issue in the military is leadership development and education, you're wrong. If you don't think that remedying the kind of issues that are going on in this barracks, like if you don't think they can be solved with leadership development and education, at least partially, you're wrong. If you don't think a lot of the things, negative things happening in the Navy related to anything from cheating scandals to, you know, material issues to ship collisions and groundings could be solved with leadership development and education, at least in some way, you're wrong. And it just baffles me that we're not making this more of a priority. Because we have some huge problems. And I, and I feel like we recognize that and we want to fix it. But for some reason, we have blinders on in the area of leadership development and education. Why do we think that just putting the fire we can see out is the solution? I mean, as a submariner, I'm programmed to attack the source of the fire. I'm, I'm securing power to that equipment. I'm choking off oxygen, take away the fuel source, attacking the actual problem. I'm not just spraying water on the fire. 
Because if that if that fire is is like a grease fire, a liquids fire, that's only going to compound the casualty. It's going to become a bigger problem. It's not going to go away. No matter how much water I spray on it, it's just going to burn somebody, spread the fire, do all kinds of things that I don't want to happen. I don't know. Maybe that... Maybe it's a good analogy. Maybe it's not. I just... I struggle with this, and that's what I was sitting there thinking about as we were going through this brief was there are, there are short-term solutions to, to all these problems. There are, are short-term fixes that may or may not reduce the impact of the issue, but they don't make it go away. They don't, like breed it out of the community they don't they don't actually smother the problem and make it not a problem anymore we're not attacking the source and that's what just hurts my brain and i'm curious to know what anyone else thinks of this like hit me up if you've got opinions on this i really like to know if i'm the only one that thinks this is a problem like leadership development education, I, I think everybody that listens to this, to this podcast agrees that there's a void there. But I don't know that we look at it in the same way. I don't know that we're looking at it in the way that, you know, that every problem in the Navy could be made significantly better. It's not going to cure everything, but it could be made significantly better by leadership development education. Everything. Because better leaders become better problem solvers, become better trainers, become better mentors for the sailors that are coming in that are the problem children, the one, the, they're the, the ones that based on their frame of reference or their context or their life experiences are making decisions that create these problems in the first place. And if we're equipped to rapidly assimilate them into our culture, to train into them all these mechanisms for them to deal with all these problems and situations and you know new challenges that come up, then we breed those problems out of our organization. But I don't think we're equipping the people in the position to do these things with those skills. And that's why I'm so passionate about leadership development and education. It's not so that you can get promoted. I mean, that's a, an obvious benefit, right? I feel like a lot of the audience is in it, is in is in this pursuit of leadership development and education to further their careers, which is great. And I want to do that. I want to be a part of, of that solution as well. But... That's not why I think leadership development and education is important. It's like a it's like a fringe benefit. It's really rewarding when that happens, but it's it's a secondary motivation for me. I really think that so many of the problems that you encounter on a daily basis and the leadership challenges that I have on a daily basis could be solved or made significantly better by effective leadership development and education. So that's it's kind of my uh my call to action, I guess, is, is is get back to me. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm always interested in feedback, but I, I mean, this is one that I, I just, I'm becoming increasingly frustrated with how blind we are to this being a solution to the majority of our problems. And again, I mean, I don't think it cures it overnight. I think this would be a long, hard slog. I think there's mechanism, mechanisms that need to be created. I think there's a lot of retraining of people that already in leadership positions that need to happen. Or education, I, I should say. That's a better word for it. 
but I think it's it's incredibly important. I think it's that important that that's what needs to happen. We can't just keep putting band-aids on bullet holes because it just comes back again and again, and we act surprised. And part of that is the the natural evolution of, of naval careers where people rotate out of positions. All the lessons learned aren't always captured, and we got to relearn some some painful lessons sometimes. But oh God, I just I don't think it needs to be that way. Anyway, that's what I got for you today. Uh, this is one I would very, very much like feedback on, uh, and I've definitely interacted with a lot of you, so I know you're out there, I know you're listening, and I know you've got ideas. Hit me up. Shoot me some emails. Uh, don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. Facebook message us or DM us on Instagram. You can comment on the Instagram posts, Facebook posts. I don't care how you get the word to me, uh, but definitely, definitely reach out and let me know what you think. Uh, that's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening, and don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship.